0: Good morning. Good morning, everybody, to all our lovely coffee moaners, whether on podcast or sat right here with us, looking at us. Um, Good look, we've dressed similarly again, in a what? pale grey. Oh, I'm not wearing a milkmaid's top. Oh, milkmaid's. Oh. Well, how are we similar? Oh, they're too an apenie, those bambuddies. No, look at that. Look. Hey. Eh? Do you get
1: distracted by your own cleavage? Any
0: milk today, mistress, any milk today. Do you get distracted by your own cleavage? Of course I don't. don't look at it, do Why I? Not? I haven't got my cleavage out, Mark. I oh, know, no, but it's, there. it's just well, there. that's just in your mind. <laughs> It's not. It's, it's, it's on your chest. It's in your mind. Oh,
1: so, the cleavage is just a fabulous thing. Sorry, I just have to have to start with that. Um, oh, did, we, did you ask for something to be sent? As uh, just had Michelle said something. No. No. Okay.
0: The, okay. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Lovely seeing you last night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My God, that was great, wasn't it? I thought it was a bit much. I saw sort of suddenly sort of shooting up in her eyeballs, didn't you? I thought that was a bit weird into the night in the arches. Went a bit far. Went a bit far. What are you talking about? You went with it.
0: (laughs) Well, only because I was just like, what do I do with it? (laughs) God. (laughs) (laughs) Morning Margaret
1: O'Brien, April Hill, Anne-Marie (laughs) Franklin, Natasha Milchin. I have to
0: say, Dina was very (laughs) (laughs) fast. She's she's made me realise how... Unfiltered she is. Yeah, I think of myself as unfiltered and then you take Dina out of the safety of our environment and you put her out somewhere. We have else.
1: we have a we have a lot of um uh, offcom control. <laughs> With and she,
0: I can't believe it. And sometimes
1: when I take her out It's a little bit like Oh my, oh my god, god I'm What is she going to say I'm on, I
0: feel like I'm at the wacky races Oh my god It's petrifying It's Looney
1: tunes She's
0: proper unfiltered Jack shit That's jack shit What does that mean Jack, jack shit, shit. Someone, She says it so often
1: Yeah, t- Someone reminded me uh, Last night About the origins Of the term Burke Apparently I was using The word Burke I love the word And Burke, Burke comes from The Cockney rhyming slam Of Berkshire Hunt
0: Oh can't so say I, that. I'll leave
1: the rest of your uh, filthy little Where does, does anyone
0: know where Jack shit comes from? So I said to Dina, where does it come from? She goes, I don't know. Giggle it. <laughs>
1: um, oh, oh look, Kyle funny. Mitchell, 49. Morning, everyone. My 18-year-old daughter is due to fly to Iceland on Sunday with a friend, <gasps> but they're terrified due to oh the eruptions. Oh, my God. Well, EasyJet not... won't let them cancel or change the holiday. Well, then I won't show you the images I was just about to show you. I'll show you them at the end. Because I... I wasn't going to show them as a cause for concern. They're just quite remarkable images. I mean, or, well, well.
0: I mean, I feel or, really badly for you because that's yeah. actually. I mean, it's this thing, isn't it? It's like when my parents were going back out to Jordan, and I kept praying that the um, that the um, government would issue what it is it when they say not safe to go. To, the Home Office will give out mm. something, won't they? Say this is a country because I didn't want them to go, but they didn't they didn't give it out. And you would think with Iceland and the way that it is now, they would say that they recommend people hmm. not visit because it is on the edge of a... But, but then again, if they're not saying it, it must mean that they think that things are pretty safe. Absolutely. Because um, the EasyJet wouldn't want to go. I'd also was... I'd also
1: say, I mean, the other argument around these images is, you know, the weird thing about Iceland and Icelandias or Icelandic people, They have a really sort of like, you know, sort of, you know, sort of throwaway attitude to how sort of organic the planet is. So, yes, there are images. I'll show them at the end so you don't have to look at them and you can choose to not look at them at the end. I'll I'll, I'll pop them up. But I'm pleased you mentioned that because I was literally going to say, my God, look at these images today um, from Iceland. Because when you see holes in the streets, you know, the the Icelandic authorities are very sort of less safe.
0: We went to Iceland and we absolutely loved it. So please do tell your daughter she will. You will know, oh, have an amazing time. Yeah, yeah. But I, I i was nervous when I was there because you can feel the earth. And I just kept sort of no, just, just trying me, to go though. with no, it. it just I just kept trying to go with it. Yeah. This is just a bit, I mean, my God, do you mm. remember that, that the, insane winds <laughs>
1: yeah, that was and just you after bubbling... eating falafel Mark shut up
0: <laughs> the bubbling spas it, it's an amazing it really is. country it really is and the food is out of this world so she'll have a great time
1: what's amazing what I loved about Iceland is the fact that you have so much of it is granite or rock or hard or ice or you know it, it's sort of inhospitable hard stuff and what is amazing about Iceland is it's bubbling with Gemma. liquid, it's moving. What it tells you is that rock, hard rock, comes from liquidy origins. And I find that fascinating. So like lava and, and cracks and heat and earthquakes and volcanic stuff. It's just, and glaciers moving slowly. So you realise that even rocks... Are essentially alive in
0: their own way. Yeah, you feel so alive alive when you're there, don't you? Connected to the earth in a way that we just. Oh, Kylie
1: Mitchell says, I don't mind seeing the images. All right, let's chuck them up. So here you go. Oh,
0: and Reese Roberts has got um, the breakdown of Jack Shit. Oh, Oh, please. Jack Shit, get
1: banged. It's an old football saying and used to conclude with Jack Shit, chat shit, get banged. Mm. Well, we'll share share that with Dina. Thanks thanks for that, (laughs) Reese. um this doesn't look like iceland this photo this looks like just up the road <laughs> um but yeah look, look at that look that's a, that whole indentation in this in the in the in the in the land and look at that wow, wow.
0: well yesterday on the news there was a chap there wasn't there He was like he was right in and it was like the steam was coming up and out I think they were over dramatising it a little bit though, because if it had been that dangerous, they wouldn't have let them go near it.
1: Well, I saw a couple of Icelandians just walking around going, What's everyone upset about? It's just a bit of a crack. Yeah. It's like, you know, this is nature's cleavage, Ned. Yeah. Isn't
0: it? It its It's nature's it is.
1: cleavage. Look down. Mind you, as a child, don't you always aren't you always thinking, what is down there? Where I do used to I think, go? oh, what's
0: up there? Do you mean whenever
1: I say what's up there, you say don't
0: think about that? No, no, but that's when I taught myself as a child not to think about it because it's too scary.
1: But now you don't think about what's up there. Do you ever think about what's down there? I try
0: not to think about anything that I can't get the answer to.
1: (laughs) Really? (laughs) Because it makes
0: me nervous.
1: (laughs) Well, then let's move on to why do women breed? No, why aren't women breeding?
0: Why aren't women breeding enough? What is this sto- so is this the
1: idea that women are having children later and putting it off, and it's going to cause a problem for us?
0: This is a poll, isn't it, done by the by the Tories? What is it called? The Social Co- Covenant, the Social Covenant, something or other, right? Um, which is supposed to be all about oh, yeah the strengthening, new Social
1: Covenant Unit.
0: Yeah, it's all about strengthening family units and communities and you know and it seems to me that it boils down to again that women just aren't having enough babies and are having them too late and women are are not having babies until their 30s now biologically we haven't changed you know we're still at our prime to have babies at 18 onwards really right and um, your fertility does drop and there is a real concern that we are just not producing enough children
1: Right, so maybe so maybe they to, shouldn't, shouldn't have announced today that they're also willing to issue contraception just over the counter in pharmacies. Well,
0: no, absolutely they should, because it should be absolutely your right. No, it's of
1: course, a, but isn't this ironic that the Tories have said don't have children too young, and now they're effectively recommending everyone to have kids.
0: I actually don't like the idea of it just being available in a, a pharmacy over a the counter, deal. because it's a really big deal with a mm. hell of a lot of side effects, possible side mm. effects of the pill and it's really important that you're warned of you know things like clots and you have your blood pressure and all this stuff so um yeah I'm not too keen about that but you know it it's it's a scary thing i think for for people the thought of having babies when you look at there's so many reasons why more and more women are delaying or not wanting to have children. It's not just a selfish thing. I really hate it when people say it's selfish to not have babies. Mm. I have never understood that. I've always had a really strong maternal instinct, urge and need to have children from as far back as I can remember. But I've never, ever felt a moment of judgment of people that haven't.
1: Yeah, Harriet Waters did a really sad. interesting interview recently, didn't she? She's um, she's starring in a new play at the National. Yeah, uh, and she was talking about the fact that she doesn't have children and how you know how what how how much of a sort of conversation starter and stopper, stopper it is for it so is. many people. She says she feels the hum, not necessarily as yeah. she says of judgment, but she feels the hum of. Almost like you don't she know yourself. must be hurting in some
0: way, yeah exactly, and that that was all that was my thing, you know years ago, when I was in loose you know when I was a loose woman I've been a loose woman for a long time, and I used to say this to Carol, I used to say. Oh, but one day you will. Not with any judgment that she should be having babies, but the feeling that she didn't really understand herself yet and that she would get to a point where she would want children. And when I look back at those those opinions that I had, or I think back to those opinions, I really am just like, how presumptuous. Mm, mm. But it is what we're fed. We're fed it right from the first time we're given a baby dolly you know, from a tiny age, Mm. we are fed that this is going to, this is the trajectory of our lives. And I think it has become a very scary thought. You know, life is unbelievably expensive in this country. And there's no support with childcare, which I do find, you know, I do find this all very funny when you think how long, well, listen, no government has ever been able to sort out childcare whether it's Labour or or Conservative, have ever been able to make us feel in any way held or protected or valued um, by giving us decent childcare for an affordable amount of money. I mean, the amount of people that you will talk to that say, I basically go to work to pay for the childcare, but I have to go to work because I love to work. I mean, that is insane. I'm just saying, no government, no government has ever been able to do anything about the childcare system here. It is astronomically expensive, woefully, woefully um, undervalued, I think. And until I really start looking at that, or any government that comes in there is going to be a problem with people having babies because it's unaffordable. Well,
1: I, th- I think what, what I find interesting about this story is, is this gets into the whole sort of topic of, I mean, we have kind of touched upon it a little bit yesterday, even with the Rwanda thing, which is about population. And what you begin to realise with, and I think it's interesting this has come from, a, is it a conservative yes. think tank? Yes. Um, this is about, what, what this, article made, what this article made me <laughs> think about was, yeah, they want a bigger workforce, generate more money, generate more income, you know, everything. And so, you know, so that the economy can keep sustaining itself. And what I think the um, underlying this was an interesting is an interesting thought that you know the stories that you often hear about rural wow. rural environments and things like that, rural environments where you know people don't see prospects and so they they don't have kids and the population gets older and then there are fewer and fewer younger people there. I think what's happening is to certain parts of the world, and I think the UK is one of them. There's a lack of desire or interest to live in the way that we live. So we get, which is why we have voted for Brexit, Brexit predominantly older people. The older people in this country are ensuring that what they want happens still. And what we're going to get, we're going to get the shock of our lives as the younger people aren't necessarily going to come through saying, I don't want to live here, but they are possibly in a sort of metaphorical fashion going to say, well, I don't want any kids to live yeah. here. And when that happens, what are you going to do, force people because I think there is a real problem here that, you know, lots of, lots of rural communities in Italy, they're, they're offering foreigners £30,000 yeah. just to just go, go and, and live, live there. there. Because youngsters don't live there. Lots of places, I know, in the Highlands but of Scotland But at the same time, nobody with, wants
0: any immigrants. <laughs>
1: but this is the... And, this, and I'm pleased you say that because that's the, at the heart of this, is that what we have to accept is if we have the freedom not to have children, for all the reasons you've just said, it's too expensive, it's all this, it's all the other, in order to keep the financial system going, then we have to accept... That that what will need. make keep this country going yeah. is a more um, a, a broader immigration policy. We can't just keep standing on our little island, going no more, no more. Then no more kids come through. No more, no more. Going to be on our own. Yeah. Going to be on our own in Surrey. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think this is, I think this is a really interesting story because I think kids, youngsters, are making really well informed decisions on whether or not to have children. Carbon footprint. A lot of kids don't want children yeah. because the biggest damage or the, the you know the most corrosive thing you could do to this planet is just have more, more kids. Yeah. This isn't a movement. People aren't connecting the dots and going, oh, yeah, no, I'm not either. Are you not? No, I'm not. People literally haven't got the stomach for it. It's like car ownership. I know lots of people from our generation keep going, well, you should spend an absolute astronomical fortune on learning to drive. But actually, actually A, it's wrong for the environment, B it sends out the wrong message. C, it's something that's
0: unaffordable to keep a car. So, you know, things change. Let's have some of these comments. Lots of people comment. Catherine Jones, my youngest daughter is 33 and just decided to have her implant out because she wanted to wait until they were financially able to. Exactly. And that is going to be a very long wait for many people, you know. Mm. It's just heartbreaking when you listen to these people that, are like, both, like, you know, gone through... You know, done everything properly, gone through the education system, got their degrees, got a good job, and they're still completely unable to afford mm. um, you know, anything more than a than a small flat, and they're wanting to expand, wanting to have children, they just can't, and they see no future. So when the Tories sit there saying, Oh God, isn't it, mm, what are we going to do to get these women to have more babies? Mm. <laughs> There's we've got a lot of answers on how you could help with that. Yeah. Erin, uh, young are you? people don't want kids. This trend among young millennials and Gen Z has been growing every year and data shows they don't change their minds. They get older. Mm. They get more firm in their ideas. Exactly. I mean, Maddie will often say to us, won't she? We said, Mum, well, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what is the point? And I know she loves children. Yeah. So she's somebody that I think probably would have naturally been saying from this age she wants to have children. She does mm. love them, but she does look out at the world and just sit and, and feel quite hopeless.: uh, April it. spooky ex,
1: I'm 24 and get told you'll change your mind, or you should get it done early. I feel mothers are often other ones asking me why I don't want children. yeah I mean, it's, but it's I often... think
0: sometimes when women ask other women that and those it, it's because they're wondering whether they've fallen into a trap as well. Mm. Did I just you know how how much of my decision to have children was actually never my decision. How much of it was just society? Oh, absolutely. Like, suggesting, you know, from that very first yeah. baby door you've given, that that really is the path. Well, you know, and also, and I go back to
1: part. Rachel Trainer. I really hear you here. Look, me and my partner are struggling to have kids. So I really don't like when people ask, when are you having a baby? Just oh. the thought of explaining why they haven't isn't a nice thing. I have to
0: stop my... I had to yeah. learn not to do that, Rachel. Yeah. Again, a really good point. I think, like... Culturally You know my, my family being Arabic You know It is very much and you know When you're having a baby you know, And then you have a baby and then when you're in it, it's Having the baby So you just grow up With that chit chat Around in your ears mm. And then you just Become that person That goes out into the world And gives that chit chat mm. And oh Why are you not having a baby Oh well then Oh my god I That's cringe a I absolutely one? cringe When I think What an air brain I was To but, talk like that But but I wouldn't now But I still have to Stop myself from saying it
1: okay, well, well, here's, a, here's an important question, and we never did this as a sort of live chat. On Confessions of a Modern Parent, a uh, podcast we used to do about parenting. Um, one of the topics we did once was about why we actually have children. It was a really interesting conversation, yeah, and actually- I think it's something that can never get uninteresting, be uninteresting, because... So much of it is, as you say, Naz, is is received culturally and in different cultures. There's a huge emphasis or maybe less of an emphasis in some cultures. I'm not well, all which, value
0: is on how many, well, and not only that, value is on whether you had a son.
1: Precisely. And and, and you've got all of that aspect of it. So mm-hmm. there, So there's that. Um, and and also in other cultures in history, there have been times where there's been controls put on that. If you can think of the, you know, the, the most notoriously famous is China, have one child and all this kind of stuff. So you've got that sort of received cultural pressure. You've got financial. You've got economic. You've got. But then I think in a much more interesting and challenging one is actually it's all about ego, because. I actually think so much of having kids is, and I don't mean this in a horrible way, because I think I've, I've got four daughters, so obviously this is threaded through a lot of the decisions I've made in, in the collective decisions I've made with the mums of in having having my daughters, is you want to perhaps give to a life something you didn't have, or you want to be able to relive something of yourself that you didn't have through the experience of your children, or Lots of people talk about sort of having a mini mini there. I mean, I've never been interested in that, but you know, people talk about mini me's, and, and I think I don't it, like it and it's see. about status. And then you get you stand at the school gates and you look at parents. And you think, why have you got why have you got kids if you don't want to be with them? Why do why why have you got kids if you don't like spending time with them at all? Why? And and so you do if you really dig into why are you having kids? I think we'd be I think there are really frightening it's quite a realities difficult question
0: there. to answer. Yeah. Actually, and I think that's why a lot of people shy away from it. And and I, and I, and also... Siobhan Jordan,
1: I mean, if I'm honest, my reasons were totally selfish. And I think selfish can be used... But so,
0: Selfish in a positive way, not yeah, a negative. Yeah, in terms of the self. It's what I wanted for myself, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. absolutely right. You know, we, we believe that, don't we? You know, all other things that we talk about, woman's body, woman's right, woman's... Mm. But, I, but I am amazed how many people will have babies and have children, ourselves included, without really having an in-depth conversation mm. as to why, mm. because it, it is determined by society that that's just what you do isn't it? It's just, a, it's just what you do next.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I
0: mean, I, I, I think it's a
1: really it's important quite a good
0: conversation convers- to actually have before you have children.
1: But I think it's an important conversation to have without worry. I don't think you need to, you know, again, everyone's so interested, aren't they? Look at the Palestine. Is You've got, if you say one thing, that means you're this. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. you just, you know, in order to have a conversation, to
0: ruminate. My, my favourite word at the moment is to ruminate. Yeah. Why can't we just like ruminate? My just have a little person- stroll around our own minds and maybe say something. That's wrong. I mean, it's, it's yeah, yeah, right yeah. So, for
1: example, I think baked deep into nearly all of the choices around having children is a deep-seated fear of uh, our mortality. So, there's the idea that through our kids, the family, us, the legacy will live on. So, I think there's an existential fear in having kids. I think I there's, that. I think there's ego. I think there's narcissism. I think there's selfishness. I think there's also, as you beautifully put it, um, emotional urban homestead. The desire to give to your children something that you didn't have. Could you perhaps give them something
0: and, and, and correct the ways? And I mean, and I think also a big thing is is to be able to love in a pure way. Like the way you can, and I'm not saying this happens for everybody at all. And certainly, when I first had our, our daughters, I really struggled with not not postnatal depression. I never had postnatal depression, mm. but like a low feeling, you know, an inability, a real yeah, sense of failure almost. Mm. But at the when when the love c- comes in, the love is. Because when you fall in love or when you meet a new friend that you love or anything that you love, there are conditions within it, aren't there? There are, you have to watch how you might do that or mm, how you might mm, say that mm. or how you might give that love or what else you have to, what other things you have to take into consideration. But with your child, and of course that changes as they get older because they've got all sorts of demands mm-hmm. on you. And as they, but as a child, you love them in the way that you just want to love. It's mm. just like your heart can just be like pure without the fear
1: mm.
0: of, of the vulnerabilities that giving love to some other human, you know, might, might, those vulnerabilities might infiltrate. And I think that's the thing for me. It's kind yeah. of like, it's just a pure love.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, and, 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 yeah, I mean, I was doing that purposefully as a kind of provocateur. I was going for all yeah. the negatives, and, of course, there are all the positives but about being, create, being a parent. And being, it's
0: creative yeah, to have a child, isn't it? It is
1: creative. And also, and also uh, but I think, like someone just said there, a conservative poll, I think it's going to, at its base somewhere, it's going to be about productivity, isn't it? It's going to be about productivity. I, mean, I suppose
0: the good question around that is, like, if you really, really want a baby, if you really want a child... I could, I really feel like I could love any child, like I could adopt, I could have adopted and loved a child, Mm. because it doesn't necessarily have to come from me. Mm. I think it's just the purity of a baby, you know, of a child needing you and you being able to fulfill that need and make them feel safe and make them feel all those things. Mm. So I think... Yeah, it, 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 it is strange. It is, it is strange. There's got to be some narcissism in there somewhere. isn't there? <laughs> I think that absolutely
1: is. I mean, you only have to Wanted go. To I see think yourself. you stand at the school gates and look at look at parents with that. There's a huge amount of narcissism, and I and I think it. It's kind of not the kind of narcissism that we identify as as necessarily wrong or ill or deserving of being condemned. I just think it's baked into being a human yeah, Yeah. in in, in some way. But I think the big shock, and this does kind of lead us to something like the ceasefire, weirdly, is um, I think governing, certainly in this country, I don't know about others in Europe, maybe people in Europe would know, I do think the governing authorities need to have a real thing. Even the stars of the world, because I think they're really out of step with youngsters. I do. I think young adults have turned not only to different sources for their news. And I was just listening to the radio coming back through traffic as um, Nick Ferrari was going on about saying you can't trust anything online, social media. And I was thinking, well, you can't trust. No, you can't trust. No, no, no. You yeah. can't trust you These
0: either. These are the dinosaurs. Who are who are really really frightened for their positions?
1: you damn straight. Because You're <laughs> damn straight.
0: you damn You there's a lot you can't trust, but guess what? There's a lot you can't trust on and LBC, mainstream. BBC News, ITV News, Absolutely. Channel 4 News, Daily Telegraph, yeah. Daily Mail, The Guardian, are, The Daily yeah, Express. Just, Don't sit there, Mister Dinosaur, saying that because wow, we ain't half being fed a pup. Yeah. Most days. Most days, absolutely. And Especially what, what I would also
1: like to say is, is, is I think that actually, you know, you, that we were in town last night and you could hear that, I, I don't know if you heard them, but I could, you could hear the protests in Parliament Square. Huge, huge swathes of young, young people. people are mm. turning away, not only from the mainstream media, but aren't also, chi- uh, just not are refusing to chime with the accepted, received wisdom of so many things. And I think the parenting thing is one of them. No, I'm not going to be told I have to do this just because it's what makes the system work and means that mm. the mortgage system that allows homes in the Cotswolds to still exist. Do you know what I mean? All the all the infrastructure that we all sort of think, oh, well, that's normal. That's that's what normal. Kids are just turning their back questioning. on this. They're, t- they're questioning. They're... And, you know, when you get to something like the Israel-Palestine crisis, it was really interesting that Ferrari, uh, on obviously just now, was talking to a, a journalist from The Guardian about the evidence as as Israel have presented it for the for the you know weaponry under the under the hospital and interestingly the Guardian guy was saying look we have to pause here we have to pause here because the news that we're being given is sanctioned news Mm. and sanctioned news is very different to what the truth is and he had a wonderful quote which I just think is so I've not heard it before he says the first casualty of war is always truth
0: yeah, I have heard that before. And, I and love it, that it's
1: good to be reminded of that because, mm-hmm. you know, there's the phrase, the fog of war and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and sorry, I'm not wishing to jump ahead to the, to the war and the ceasefire story, but maybe we do do that next anyway. But I just think youngsters, youngsters are, youngsters are much more nimble than even people of our age would like, like to think. You know, we like to think that they're just this they or they're just that. When they, when they are politically engaged or when they are into a subject or when they're on something that matters, when I say nimble, they can run round countless complex concepts and run circles around it and actually mm. get to a point that none of us dinosaurs would realise where they go, don't see the point of that. And not don't see the point of it in a kind <laughs> of We've I been mean, working really hard towards that. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, and no, I don't mean don't yeah. see the point of it in a sort of uh, snowflakey way. I mean don't see the point of it in that they've logically yeah. seen yeah. through the this nonsense. Why? Yeah. And I think I that's I think that's something that we have to really cherish and support and Mm. i would argue that for all of the negatives and there are many around social media without social media we would have zero comprehension of what's going on in palestine right now we cannot and when you hear mainstream news providers saying well you can't trust anything well you can't trust anything well do you know what i know an obviously ai constructed kind of thing lots of clips you can sense and feel but you can't dismiss all of it because this is actually where most of the real news is coming through mm-hmm. on both sides on both mm-hmm. sides um
0: well all those extraordinary and do you know what to dismiss all those extraordinarily brave journalists that are out in the field in Palestine. <sighs>
1: Well, all of the ones that have been killed.
0: Admit knowing. I've seen them. I've seen them talking and say, I could be dead by tomorrow. And guess Mm. what? They're dead tomorrow. Mm. You know, to dismiss all those people and the news information that they're giving us, I think is is quite disgusting, actually. I I really do. There's some incredibly brave people out there bringing us news. Incredibly
1: brave. That should
0: be gi- given a huge amount of respect. Let's not
1: actually. let's not forget, and let's not forget, you know, in a war like this, where let's not beat around the bush. Everything, in, I mean, prior to you know the awfulness, awfulness of October the seventh. Imagine, imagine that, how Black Lives Matter wouldn't
0: have happened without social media. Absolutely, it would not have happened. Absolutely. and the huge shifts and changes yeah. that yeah. come from that, yeah. and 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 why and and why why you know, I mean, young people are very engaged in this war. Yeah. They are very engaged. And, and hopeful that this could be a moment where these ancient m- men, you know, that have had power for so, so long, that have disengaged them from having, feeling like they have any power or any voice in politics, maybe they're looking at this and thinking, <clears throat> is this a moment? Mm. Mm. Or is this a movement? This could possibly be a movement mm. for real change. Mm. So social media... Really has its place. Mm. And Faith,
1: Faith Goodman makes a really good point, though. I wish that young people were not frightened of debate, though, like in university. I I know what you're saying. It's interesting
0: you say that, Faith, the other day in Loose Women. One of the one somebody said, the thing is, young people just aren't interested in debate anymore. Okay, and then you know everybody sort of left Mm. the room, and then somebody said to the young, there were some young people in there, young Mm. producers, and they said does that actually feel when you hear older people say that all the time? It's, well, you know, it, it it broke my heart. It's like, well, you know, we really do debate and we do actually really talk about how, There are sections That's of about our said. generation that don't and they are often the loudest voice. You know, like, don't forget, there's only 5% of the population are actually on Twitter, but they shout so loudly that it makes you feel like, and actually, we, we debate like I think
1: the people. Well, them. I was going to say. I mean, that's precisely what I was going to say. as a good example of that. I mean, Faith, I was going to say. I think you're right. I think you know these stories do always cr- cr- crash through, don't they? Where, where where you're not allowed to kind of voice people being D, was it D D when they pulled off a podium, you're not allowed to say something unbooked yeah. and all this kind. Of, and I think you're right. I think that that's wrong. But I think it gets called out all the time. And I think that's not actually representative mm. of, the, of the vast majority of people. Um, you know, I think people. There are certain causes, and I think we know what some of those causes are, where there seems to be a really rigid inflexibility. And I think, you know, there always will be. But I think, by and large, I think there's going to be a shock coming to the establishment in the next 10 to 15 to 20 years. Because young, young people who will be getting older and have even more influence just aren't signing up to shit. Because, and also the other thing is the choices are being removed from them. I mean, you know, the ability to just rent a flat is becoming an impossibility for the vast majority of youngsters. It's just, you know, certain choices are being removed. So if you remove certain choices, they're going to they're make certain choices to make that work for them, and they ain't going to chime necessarily with, with society. I you, know, I, you know, weirdly, going back to this whole kind of migration thing, you know, is the answer, okay, if a country wants to stay wealthy and wants to have a lower birth rate, there's a simple equation there. Be, be more open to, 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 to migration. Be more open to a global economy. You know, we want the global economy to work for us, but only like this. We only want the global economy to work so far, but then we want to shut our gates. We only want to be able to trade with the world in a certain way. We've just got to get that exceptionalism out of the way and actually work together. I mean, there was weirdly really good news today. It was Biden and... and um, President Xi uh, had an agreement. Oh, look at, at them shaking, shaking hands. hands. What the
0: hell's going on? Made me very nervous. Very oh nervous, my yeah. god, what's really going on? There?
1: Okay, just quickly, um, what was the, <laughs> one of the other stories? Oh, big story that we wanted to talk about. Men are vulnerable. This story. This feels maybe this is too big for us to discuss now because we're half an hour in. Men are vulnerable. It's too big. It's too big a story. We'll yeah. Do it tomorrow. Um, we've talked about, about Iceland. Uh, what else have I got here? Women breed for Britain. Oh, th- I thought this was funny. Well, we
0: haven't done we haven't done yet the
1: Oh the ceasefire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Obviously. So we'll so, to yes. Yeah. So do you want to? Do you want to
0: talk about it? Well, I just it was like I was saying over on Instagram. I, if I'm really honest, I'm I'm so shocked by Keir Starmer. I just I just can't believe it. First of all, right, like like I always say.
1: So for those of you, evolved, am... this is this is the vote last night.
0: Yeah,
1: it's tabled by the SNP, Scottish Nationalist Party, as an addendum to the King's speech that has to get ratified and passed through Parliament. Uh, they wanted to add a thought on there that the House of Commons should vote for a ceasefire, um, and uh, Starmer threatened many of his frontbenchers, all of his frontbenchers, front with with the sack if they were to vote against his own slight amendment which was for a sort of humanitarian pause he doesn't want to call for a ceasefire
0: but i because i i I don't Mark's the man of politics i don't know i mean i i i'm well you are you know so much more you've studied it i i haven't i was somebody that was disengaged from it for most of my life (laughs) there's something really wrong with our system where You get sacked if you disagree. (laughs) I said, in the most simplest of terms, it just, I said, I know that's because I'm a bit stupid when it comes to politics. And I said, no, but I've just, I just find it so shocking that you have to basically pretend Mm. (laughs) that you all agree. Mm. Otherwise you get sacked. Mm. So just on that point, does anybody else feel that? And is that pretty similar across the world
1: Ashley <laughs> Gardner the same shot height <laughs> it needs to happen but it won't uh, mandy Duick, can i ask why we're not putting forward a ceasefire with return i think that is part baked into the idea will of the ceasefire that? will be the hostage. Yeah. you know at the moment um i think is it qatar they, they're very close to releasing 50 hostages at the moment which has got to be good news but
0: also we do have to ask ourselves now i have you know full sympathy for those families who have family members as, as hostages in Gaza, but we do also have to ask: is, is how many people do we? What is the number? What is the number that we are reaching for of dead Palestinians who are not Hamas terrorists? What's the number mm. that's going to be okay? And what's going to happen? There was an ex American ambassador to Israel talking today on the radio, and he said. He, 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 I mean, he was just very full. He said, You just can't go on. You just, you just can't have this. You know, because he said, There is no, he said, The day this conflict ends for Netanyahu, Netanyahu is in real trouble the next day. He's
1: got to keep it going. Because he's
0: very, it's very, very shaky ground. Did you see for his personal Israel. tweet
1: to um, so, Justin Trudeau? No, you just just I mean imagine being the leader of a country and you just you just you could you disagree with Justin Trudeau obviously hasn't actually been as con- he hasn't condemned that he hasn't called for a ceasefire but he's used slightly stronger language about the hostilities that are going on and so um I well, caught I, caught on, t- I caught on Twitter a direct tweet or X whatever you call them from uh, ben- Benjamin Netanyahu, g- sort of, you know, giving him telling the absolute... Him un- yeah, telling him off, basically,
0: slapping him, slapping him on the wrist. I mean... Well, you know, <laughs> the thing is, it, it, it's like, and it, are we going to say, well, we're just going to keep killing thousands of people every day until we've got every hostage back? I mean, just, just, just look at the balance of that. Then, then, then it's a Palestinian life. How many lives, how many Palestinian lives adds up to one Israeli life? And as long as we're in that locked hell, mm. we are in a mess. See, for me, uh, Hamas have to agree to a ceasefire. Of course, they do. Israel has to agree to a ceasefire. But to have, to, to, for this sense of Netanyahu saying, "Not, not at all. Not until all of Hamas is gone," uh, and then, and then, there's almost this sense that everybody that is Palestinian is a Hamas terrorist. Chris,
1: baby, Chris, baby, we're in a we, mess. Chris, baby, we, Chris, baby. <laughs> Everything you say there is absolutely true. Let me just, just pop it up. Um, look, the, the, the problem here is, is if you go into the history, one of two things happens. Um, Muslims want the land that they say was stolen from them. It's been ongoing for years. Yeah, You know, some people want to talk about the history and some people don't. And what I've had to kind of really guard people against, and I think, you know, I think we've had good conversations here with Natasha Milchin about the humanitarian, the human experience, the human aspect of this. For me, a ceasefire Baked into the idea of a ceasefire is an agreement from both sides and a commitment from both sides to resolve the current crisis and mm. calm it down. And part of that, obviously, mm. is hostage return safely and, and everyone stop killing each other. And that's yeah. as incumbent on Hamas as it is as incumbent on Israel stopping their assault. I think, um, I think the reason ceasefire is... Uh, and so going back to the history of the problem, it's really difficult because if for example you say you know october the 7th happened in in a, a, as an absolute atrocity it was an atrocity we called it out as israel's own 911 it was a horrendous moment and yet alongside that you've also got all of these constant inroads being made into palestinian life Killings, shootings. Is
0: it five weeks resettlements, etc., etc.? Et thousands upon thousands, but, upon thousands. But
1: for some people, let me just say this: just for some people, you talk about the history. People are like, there's no history to be talked about here. It all started here, and then other people turn and go, actually, it's about the history. Well, yes, it, it, it has to be about the history, and the history runs both ways. There's the history for the Israelis, and there's the history for you know the Palestinians. Yeah. And both and,
0: have to be heard.
1: And what I never really understand about any of this is if both sides of the equation if you go really deep into all of this have claims on the land so many different so do christians i mean so many different people feel they have a claim on the land no one claim can be prioritized up and above the other it's about finding a peaceful and equitable way to live alongside each other and what, so,
0: and what does and what so, so what is going on with kirsten why are why are all these leaders, and I'm genuinely asking this, what do they, what are they not seeing here? This is a collective punishment that has been relentless for weeks. I thought, because obviously we've seen a lot more than you would see on it, but I thought when we're seeing babies being taken out of incubators and just left all on one piece of sheet, I thought we might reach Something new. Yesterday I heard on the news, America's getting a little bit queasy. Queasy?
1: Yes. Queasy? Bad bad choice of words.
0: Queasy? I I thought I was going to have to crack my own skull open when I heard that. Queasy. So, for me, Keir Starmer is... Mm-mm. You should be the opposition. You should be fighting for humanity here opposite little Rishi little fishy, dishy on a dishy. You should be there. And there's so much of his party, in his MPs are asking for this. And he and, and we had that debacle yesterday. Shame on you. Shame on you, Keir Starmer. Okay, well, I uh, I, I, I will never vote Labour as long well, as here, he's here's eager.
1: something though, and and this is problematic. No one, no Crazy. one can be no. Let me just, no one can be criticised for what their connections are. You know, no one can be. But I do think it becomes incumbent if you have an embedded sort of natural, even cultural loyalty to one side or the other, that perhaps you it's your job to step back a little bit from making sort of I don't know you know, policy and what have you. So there well, is- what
0: is it with Rishi? Hang
1: on, hang on, hang on, I, I, I I'm just Sorry. want to read this. That's what I'm getting to. Edward Bovington, we need to check this out if this is true. Rishi Sunak's father-in-law Gazan oil, 1.5 billion contract. If that's true, then that needs to be sung from the rafters. So we'll, we'll look into We're that, we'll look into that. And also obviously, you know, um, Keir Starmer has huge, you know, very strong connections, his family to uh, the Jewish community. And it's not, you can't not have those, you know, it's not about denying that, but it's about, it's really, I have real problems here with how so many, you know, the same with Suella Braverman. It seems to be like a tilted playing field. I totally hear you, Natasha Milchin. The idea isn't to go in and kill. Israeli's policy isn't to go in and kill civilians, but I would say and I would argue that their policy and techniques and strategy for getting Hamas break all the codes of human decency. We've reached that point. It, you know, after five weeks, there has to come a point where we say, guys, let's do this a slightly different way and negotiate differently because it doesn't feel that there is an equivalence in terms of the... In terms of the and what was that quote that someone said where, uh, you know, a tragic death in Israel is a killing, um, a, Palestinian death, a Palestinian just dies. You know, whereas a Palestinian dies and Israeli is killed. And we've got to get away from that, away from the Hamas-Benjamin Netanyahu conflict and look at this as humans. This is, you know, as someone just said, for for a parent who's lost their child and their child has been crushed and unrecovered from beneath a crumbled house, to that parent, that's as horrific as the the horrors that happened on October the 7th.
0: What's that website we joined yesterday? Humanity, not hatred. Hatred. Stopping us moving forward, and people in power whose fingers are in the pies of a lot of money are informing a lot of people's human hearts here. Lizzie I mean, Ru- it's it's,
1: it's, it's... <sighs> it's Lizzie Russell going back to the Keir Starmer connection. If Keir Starmer's family are you know have a sort of. Natural, you know, um, uh, connection and loyalty towards Israel, which, which of course, you know, this isn't about Israelis, this isn't about Jewish people, this is about a, a, a military strategy. That I think, let's let's even take all the heat, religion, and politics out of it. As a military strategy, it needs to change. There are many military strategies that happen in the world. However much one likes or hates the idea of war, or thinks war is the solution, which one never wants it to be, there has to be. Um, an ability to call out military strategy, and yeah, that's my point. point on this. Is the
0: strategy. Let's talk. It, let's just let's almost let's remove if what even is the strategy. The, there, there the strategy, is no strategy is to remove every Hamas person, okay? But then there are many that believe that every Palestinian is a Hamas. Precisely. Arab. So what does that mean?
1: Precisely, and that's where you get into an existential And nightmare. how many
0: how many innocent people do we just I've I've used the the line
1: all along. If you use the line, there is a Hamas militant in the building, therefore we need their collateral damage. They're not saying let's kill everyone. I I, I acknowledge that. But if your strategy is such that you can end up killing a disproportionate amount of civilians, the strategy is wrong.
0: It's like, could we have a rethink of the strategy? If we're not having a ceasefire, if that is not possible, as Biden said, not possible, not possible, Mm. we're a bit queasy now but not possible if that is not possible could there be a rethink of the strategy because the strategy at the moment seems very very brutal
1: Mm. chris white thank you for this if northern ireland teaches us anything we need pragmatic leaders of quality that want peace in the same room the question is how much is that a question of circumstance or historical luck and i mean i've talked chris i've talked about this before again i you know I, i was related to someone who was deeply at the highest levels involved in the good friday agreement and his whole point about it his Most of their work in the civil service, in MI5, in the government, around the time of the Good Friday Agreement, wasn't the negotiating. He said most of their work was getting people to understand that negotiating wasn't the sacrifice that we were making not negotiating. What? Well, the idea being that if you don't sit around the negotiating table, thousands and thousands and thousands more people will die. Yeah. And people were getting so scared. Well, we can't talk to them. Oh, well, it's so scary oh, yes, it's about ridiculous. talking. You this can't is, not, not talk. You can't you not have not to talk. So, well, there
0: will be a lot of talks going on behind no, no, no. the scenes. There but, will be. But
1: there is a resistance I and a hostility just to it. I wish
0: have a little it. bit of info. I, I just wish we could have some pinholes of light. Mm-hmm. I wish there was somebody somewhere saying, but there's just nothing. There's just, we're not, there will be stuff going on and there's all sorts of very clever people that will be trying to to come to some sort of agreement, but i i, I there's just no pinholes of light at the moment. It mm. feels like this is just going to go on and on and on and on day after day after day after day, and as mm. we witness it and and how can our conscience
1: mm. bear it? it's I just think the strategy has to change, and I don't think there is a stomach there is stomach for or patience or attention i think people are so wanting to just feel an emotional reaction that they don't actually not everyone but a lot of people don't want to actually pause and go hang on maybe this person is saying not saying this because they rabidly support uh hamas Either or rabidly side. support yeah. the IDF or netanyahu maybe people are saying this because actually from it the outside really looking it. in like in, let's yeah. use the analogy of the other day huge row happening in the kitchen and knives and cutlery are being pulled out. Hang on a minute. Let's just calm this. down. It's the most obvious solution, not a humanitarian pause where you give people hope for four hours and then return them to the absolute horrors. I, I think that's a form of, of water torture. That's a form of torture. A ceasefire sends out a clear signal. And I'll tell you what, if you get a g- clear
0: signal, that, that signal that there is hope and we're going to move forward and we're going to try and find a solution. So
1: I think if Keir Starmer wanted to do anything today, you know what I would do? If if Keir Starmer had a heart, he would make a statement today to his party and he would say this, something along these lines. I did say that you would have to leave. I did say that there was collective responsibility and cabinet responsibility, shadow cabinet responsibility, et cetera. But on on this topic, I see you, I hear you, and I feel the strength of your emotions. And whilst the vote has gone through on this occasion, I will give you a pass because your intentions are good. Okay. If he did that, I'd go. Oh,
0: yeah! Wow! But 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 because that is what we need in the whole situation. Precisely. People being validated. Their Precisely. feelings being validated. No
1: leadership anywhere. Not saying, well,
0: you know, it's just all about us. No, it's not. It's just all about us. No, it's not. It's all about no, it's not.
1: <laughs> no leadership anywhere.
0: I mean, you see that online. You know, you see that online. Nobody can say anything without. without the other side, Mm. assuming all sorts of other things Mm. and to validate and say, God, I hear your pain and I hear your pain and I hear yours and I'm feeling this way. Then there's just, yeah, Mm. there's bits of, um, yeah, we were just listening to, um, it was Brendan Cox, wasn't it? Yesterday on the radio who has, um, there's a website um, humanity, not hatred, if you want to check mm. it out. And they're planning all sorts of things. And they have a, they have a really good group of people working together. Rabbis, imams. Um, actually, one of the, one of the people that's working with them on this website actually lost both his parents on October the 7th. And it's just, and they are, they are looking towards the light and to, mm. to find some hope. So maybe check them out. Humanity, yeah. not hatred.
1: There you go, guys. Um, all right, guys. Well, look, we will see you on the morrow. Um, Nanny Di, we will be there soon. Good luck, Nanny Di. Yeah, good luck. I'll be with you not too long. So lots of love. Everyone, have a lovely day. Uh, content will be landing later today. And if you fancy a chuckle, go and check out our recent uh, marriage podcast. It was very, very, very funny. Um, and we're going to sit here and so, wave.